Ho ho ho! Welcome to the Taking Turns Christmas special. Oh, that that clipped hard. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it. Leave it. You. This is the fate you you brought yourself. You did not yep. tell me you were going to do that. Yep. Well, welcome to the Taking Turns Christmas special. I am Alex. I'm Nick. And is that the extent of the uh, the Christmas theme? Is just you saying ho 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 at the top? No, it's going to be a jolly good time and stuff. All right. So just generally seasonal adjectives we're gonna yeah yeah i'm waving my hands around there's a text message sound uh from santa from santa he's like yo i shipped all your presents to the wrong place you're not gonna get anything (laughs) that's okay that's actually me that is what i did I, (laughs) i was i was like i got a text uh today that was like hey we tried to deliver your package but it didn't work and i'm like uh that's not i there's what I I have a porch. What do you mean? And then I realized that I sent it to San Francisco and not North Carolina. Yeah. So that was a mistake. Brothers are going to be a little bummed, they, but yeah. it's Christmas, so they can't be too bummed. That's why I get everyone like three shitty presents instead of one good one. That way they're bound to. <laughs> that's the trick. They're gonna like yeah. one of them, and I'm gonna mail one of them to the wrong place, so it works out. Yeah, and then they get to you know. Yeah, it works right. out. Yesterday, me and my sister, uh, I guess it was a couple days ago now, we, uh, I was like, hey, let's go shopping for mom at the mall. And so we go to the mall, and I step inside, and I'm like, we're actually here shopping for you. What do you want? I, I don't know what to buy you. And then immediately looked over on a shelf and was like, oh, that looks like something you'd wear. And she's like, this is on my Christmas list. And I was like, oh, well, maybe mm. this was easy. This is probably the easiest shopping experience I've ever had. Right. Despite it being ruined for you. I actually feel a little bit bad for her because... Like, she has, she pretty much knows what all of her Christmas presents are. Right. Because she, her and my mom accidentally, or they share a Amazon account. So my sister was going through her orders to check and see if my mom's present was coming. <laughs> and then accidentally saw all of her own oh, presents. Oh, no. <laughs> um, That's a bummer. But I guess she's getting what she wants, so she can't be too bummed. But uh, mm-hmm. the surprise is not there. I don't really know how to, like, I, I'm not good at Christmas. Me neither. Like, even the even the getting gifts part, like, there's a there's something in my brain that stops me from putting like putting together a list. I get my like my family asks that we all make a list to show each other to like help each other pick stuff out, and yeah. the idea like just the the process of putting together a list of like I want all this shit for free from my family like that makes me cringe yeah. and feel weird and I can't do it like I physically can't bring myself to p- compile that because it's like. I don't deserve anything. I didn't do anything good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my my list composed of Kindle books, and someone emailed back saying, this defeats the purpose, which I guess the purpose is to unwrap stuff. Yeah, like, I've actually, a few of my presents this year that I'm buying for people are digital copies of video games. Like, Uh, for example, hold on. Hey, Robert, are you in there? I just want to make sure he didn't hear me talk about his present. (laughs) Um... Uh, like, I'm getting one of my brothers uh, a game that he really wants on a console that we use pretty heavily for another game, and I figured okay. if I get it digitally, then we won't be swapping discs, it'll make his life easier. But I, I feel like I need to get some sort of uh, some sort of physical totem to combine well, I mean, it with, right? Like, so it, it's Captain Toad, and I was going to try to get, like, a, <laughs> I bought, like, a plush Toad. That was that's thing that exactly I, what I was going to suggest because I knew which game it was. I was right. like, a game that a console used for Smash. It has to be Captain Toad. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but I bought so I bought like this really cute plush Toad and then proceeded to have it mailed to the wrong side of the country. Oh. So, so now what you have to do is just 
print off a picture of a plush toad and then he'll open it up and you'll be like, this is supposed to be a plush toad that's supposed to signify that you're getting Captain Toad. Exactly. It's a multi-layered so, present. So I got him a digital copy of Captain Toad and a digital copy of a plush Toad <laughs> doll. It's two digitally distributed gifts. And then you're going to wrap it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, but it is Christmas time. Correct. And so one of the greatest things, as we've been discussing over the past few weeks, is that we get to play games with family. That is uh, so true. And this, this episode, you know, people are listening, if they are listening live, which they should be at Dash Radio Channel Multiplayer, uh, they will be listening to this on Christmas Eve. Yes. Which is a very special thing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you can cozy around with your family. Just not your family, because then your brother will know what you got him before right. <laughs> Christmas. Right. let him hear this. I'm going to steal his iPod tomorrow. Yeah. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't have an iPod. Who has an iPod? What am I talking I don't about? Know. I don't know. He uses a Zune, just like he, the yeah, rest we, of us. We're a Zune family in this house. Thank <laughs> you very much. Yeah. Uh, and so, one of the coolest parts is that you can play games with family. Have Correct you been doing me. some of that? I have not, but I know that you have, and I was right. trying to go for the really long setup for it. Okay. And it just it divulged into me talking about what Christmas is about. <laughs> what is the meaning of Christmas? Uh, obviously, to unwrap presents and get really angry about family for yeah. doing stuff that really shouldn't bother you whatsoever. Totally. I. That's, yes, very real. Um, but no, I, for me, I guess in the, our household, what Christmas is about is getting really, really good at Smash Brothers. Because mm-hmm. we're all getting really fucking good at Smash Brothers. Um like, we are... I might have mentioned this before, but we're pretty much... We've turned into an items-off household against my uh, against my wishes. Yeah. Uh, but Smash 4 is, like, kind of an incredible game to play with items-off, and I didn't feel that way about Brawl. and I Or even Melee that much, but I'm, it just... It, this game flows better as a fighting game than those, than those did for me. Very much um, so, yeah. My, it, is, it is more fighting game-based. One of my brothers has become a... He's been maining Ness... Almost Ooh. exclusively, he's gotten very good with that. He's learning how to like do the trick where you jump into the air with Ness, do a short hop, and then quickly let go of the stick and tap A to do his neutral A, because his neutral A is like a cute little pirouette that does 13 damage, and all his other attacks do like not anywhere close to that. So you have to do this crazy like physical stunt with your thumb to pull it off. Uh, and then my other brother's been playing a lot of Diddy Kong. I'm getting way into Pac-Man, dude. Interesting. I'm loving him, and I've been informed so, by my siblings that he does not place super high on any tier lists. But I don't give a shit. He can throw apples. <laughs> so on the, he has on the tier a list of face. who can, yeah, exactly. Like if if my, my tier list is who can throw the most apples, and he is at the top of that tier list. So there you go. He's the only one on that tier list, which means he's the most important one. Yeah, on he's that number tier one list. on the tier list, and then ranked right below him is Diddy Kong because he can throw bananas, and that's kind of close. And then everyone else is on the bottom rank. They're all tied for last. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, they're all tied at third. Right. Uh, so, but yeah, Smash continues to be amazing. We've also dipped into like. A little bit of Gang Beasts, a little bit of Towerfall. We're uh, we're trying everything, but uh, virtually every multiplayer game I've tried to play with my brothers has that has not been on a console has been a, just a fucking nightmare of like, all right, I've got four super long micro USB cables plugged into a splitter, plugged into the back of my computer with DualShock 4s plugged into them, but like three of them are getting recognized and then the fourth one's not, and I gotta unplug oh. it and replug it, and then this one's controlling two of the characters for some reason, and it's just fuck, man. So that, so that has me a little bit worried because my plan on Christmas to avoid actually having to, you know, talk with family was to bring a laptop uh, with Gang Beasts and some of those games on it. But I don't have 
I'm pretty sure I don't have enough controllers with one console, other than 360 controllers, but most yeah. of them are wireless, and I only have one wireless receiver. Um, and so I can't do it that way. So hmm. really what I can do is have one 360 controller, two wired DualShock 4s, and then maybe use a wired Xbox One controller, but I don't know how that's all going to work together, and hearing you say that has me really worried that it's well, not at all. I think the wireless receiver supports up to four controllers. Wait, really? I think so. I've had that thing for like three years. And yeah. <laughs> oh no. I'm pretty sure, unless I, unless I like... That would make sense. Yeah. It's probably the same thing that's inside of the console, but so just with a little external totally. body around it. They made it into a dongle. But like the fun thing about PC gaming is, I don't know what the fuck is wrong. It, is it the fact that I'm mixing and matching controllers? Is it the fact that I plugged it in too early or too late in the process? Is it the yeah. DS4 tool that I'm using? Should I turn that off or on? Like... It, the cool thing about PC gaming is that there's a thousand nightmares happening all at once, and you can't tell which one is the most pressing, and that's just been a real treat. I mean, I th- I've been playing a little bit of cooperative Far Cry 4 with, with uh, my brother, and um, it's just, oh my god, I can't even begin to describe <laughs> what a fucking nightmare it's been. So, like, when first of all, that game is so fun, and when it works, it is so good, and everyone on the development side, like, the they did their job. Like, it, it's a great video game, especially cooperatively. Like, the amount of crazy emergent hijinks we got into, it's been so fun. So many, like, outpost jackings that went awry in really cool ways. Um, it's been amazing. Um, but then, like, I'm having a thing happen where every time I get in a vehicle and drive it for more than 10 seconds, the frame rate drops to about, I'd say, 0.2 frames per second. Okay. We're talking like 60 frames per minute. <laughs> like it, it will or fewer. Like <laughs> the new standard. Yes, it's FPM is the new standard. <laughs> um but it's just like and it's just it seems like the issue is that it's any time I have to load up a new part of the map, it it really just shits the bed. Like and it's a bummer cuz I've got a I'm, I'm well above the minimum and the recommended specs for the game. I've got a GTX 770 uh 8 gigs of RAM and i5 um like there's no real bottleneck anywhere on my computer except for maybe that it's not on an SSD. Um, so I, it's weird, man. I, I, it's like I was saying about uh, the controller stuff. Like I, I don't know what the culprit is, so I'm trying everything. So I, I bought an SSD. I tried to move Far Cry 4 onto it. Um, by the way, installing a hard drive in a in a micro ATX case is, oh my god. Oh, it's not. I, I kind of wish I just bought a regular ass computer case at this point. <laughs> like in order to. This is maybe the most normal part. In, in order to plug in the SATA cable, I had to take out my video card completely, which made a really satisfying snapping noise as I pulled it out. I was like unscrewing. I was like, I can't <laughs> tell if this is the right amount of force. I'm sure there are yeah. people who know what they're doing who are screaming at their their like phones right now. Um, but I was just pulling it out, and I just heard a snap, got really scared. The card was totally fine. I did see some strange pieces of black plastic just in my case, loose, that didn't used to be just there. Chilling. Who just knows chilling. what that is? Anyways... Had to take that out to plug in the SATA. Uh, the cable management is just a complete nightmare in there. So, like, I had to unplug the cables that were plugged into my hard drive in order to get my SSD in there. Uh, but in order to do that, I had to take out one of the sticks of RAM. And it was just, like, everything wow. about it was just this insane, like, Rubik's Cube of every move I make is breaking three other things. Yeah. Um, 
But I got it in there. It's 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 in there now. Uh, I tried moving. I, it, feel free to stop me if you get tired of hearing me complain about <laughs> about this Far Cry 4 process. But basically, the shortest version is uh, tried moving all the files over to my SSD. Um, it wouldn't just run. I tried uh, uninstalling it from my old drive and then reinstalling it. Um, on the new drive, in the area where I had put all the files, and Uplay just didn't know what the fuck to do, because I, I didn't get it over Steam, I got it via Uplay, so like... Yeah. Um, it just said zero kilobytes downloaded and wouldn't even start the download. So right now, what I'm in the process of doing is uh, just waiting for five hours to download a game that is already on my fucking computer, uh, because it's not on the right drive and there's no way to move that via Uplay. So That's it's just, so Uplay. It's so Uplay. That's so Uplay. Um... So yeah, just a real fun little DRM Christmas over here. Wow. Um, but yeah, all of this in service of just trying to get the game to fucking run at a playable <laughs> state. Like, it's not playable, and my computer's pretty good, and it's like, I want to cry. I have all the settings turned down to, like, no graphics mode, and it's still just crapping out on me, so. You're still getting a solid 60 FPM, though. I am getting a hot 60 FPM. Sometimes it dips into 45 FPM every once in a while. Uh, that is less than one frame a second. Yeah. You want to um, know what game has a lot of frames per second? Uh, Earth Defense Force. Halo 5. Oh, yes it does. Yeah. It I've does. been playing some Halo 5 beta lately. Nice. Uh, which the timing is weird, and we can talk about that in a little bit. But that game is, one, gorgeous, and two, runs super smooth, uh, which I think is really interesting. Uh just because Halo is a game that when you go back and play the first four, first four Master Chief multiplayers, whatever, yeah. uh, that is a very slow game, right? As it's meant right. to be, right? There's no sprinting. There's It's a very slow, methodical pace. This game is very much the opposite of that in terms of movement, which means that the you know gameplay and graphics and frames per second also need to be adjusted to fit with that gameplay. Uh, and I think it does so... Like, it accomplishes that very well. Uh, I know you've played a little bit of it. Uh, yeah. Did you play the beta at all, or were you just playing the uh, what you played a couple months back? Yeah, I just uh, messed with what they had at that, that Microsoft event. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering if it's kind of the same content. Um, the one interesting thing, though, is that the version I played was definitely not running very smoothly. Okay. There was a little bit of a... Like, perceivable latency and the, the frame rate was a little janky in some spots um, I'm glad to hear that it's not that way for the version they released to the public though that's pretty reassuring yeah like, it seems like the only time you really get a little hiccup is when it's transitioning from the kill cam back to respawn gameplay um, yeah because you can skip the kill cam and it'll like spectate and I think for like half a second it's checking to see if the timer's up and just hitches a little bit mm-hmm. but other than that it's super smooth I mean this is like they were. They made the point to us when we went and played it that this is the longest lead time they've ever had between a beta and a release. It's like a year and a half or something like that. I hope so this, this is just a year. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe it is just a year. Well, I mean, they, just like from from the perspective of like having to wait that long to play a new Halo game, totally would be a little yeah, bit, it, bit of a bummer. I'm sure this game will be out in 2015, but I think like the way that they uh, they put it was just like. This is a very much a real beta and not just like a glamorous demo, you know. Like this yeah. is 
It, and it feels like it in some ways, like the, the little chugging that you, you notice when you respawn, stuff like that. I'm wondering if it's the same content, but I, I do agree with everything you're saying about the speed of it. Yeah. Um, like, and it's funny because um, you still, the one thing that still feels Halo-y about it, even if a lot of the other stuff doesn't, is that you still are uh, pretty resilient compared to like a Call of Duty character. You still can kind of live. You, your shields do matter a lot. And I oh, like yeah, the, very much. I, yeah, and I, I really enjoy the way that like, the advanced warfare style dashing and strafing and stuff uh, combines with having a more survivable character because you get in these encounters where like Halo encounters that I know I would have lost if this was Halo Reach or Halo uh, like three or, or anything, um, but because I'm able to just like do a quick dash behind cover and get my shields back up, this encounter is suddenly going on way longer than it should have been, and I'm now surviving a situation that I normally wouldn't have been able to. Yeah. Um, that was my experience with it. How much of you have you played? Yeah, so I, I played probably 20 or so matches. Uh, it was just, it's so it's different content now than it will be when the full beta launches. Hmm. So they did this weird thing where they were like, oh yeah, you can all get into it early. They just like randomly sent out an email on f- last Friday morning uh, that was like, hey, here's your code. You might have even been Thursday. but And you can use this starting on Friday. And that's all they kind of said was like, hey, this starts on Friday. You can get in early. It's open to anyone with this code or people who are in the preview dashboard uh, that they have. Huh, and okay. and so I was like, oh, cool. But it was just two maps, and which is midship and one other one. And then, uh, and then they were just Slayer all the time. So and, were the two maps... So I remember the midship remake from my yeah. demo. Was the other one this sort of like open area where you could jump off the side of a building? Like it's on the roof of a building kind of and semi-indoors, semi-outdoors? Yes. Okay, yeah, I remember yeah. that. That was my least favorite of the three that they let us play with. Yeah, so that was the least of the two that, that we got to play. But then, so what happened is last night I tried to hop on to play, and it was like, hey, thanks for participating in the Halo 5, you know, Guardians multiplayer early access beta. The beta come, for the beta, yeah. Yeah, come back on the 29th, which seems weird to tell people like, oh, yeah, here, stream all this stuff, like get it before the public, and then to be like, Okay, yeah, thanks for, like, doing this for, you know, beta testing our beta for one weekend, and now we're going to take a week off, which is Christmas time, when people should be playing, or, you know, will be playing the most games, and then come back, you know, the 29th and do the actual beta, which then runs for three and a half weeks, I think. goes into, like, from December 29th to January 18th, Uh, and what I've heard is that that will have multiple modes and up to seven maps. Okay, I mean, like... Yeah, that's that's kind of cool actually that it will be that in depth. But I kind of feel you on that. Like, this is the time to be doing this. Like, yeah. Like, this and is... it it also just doesn't make sense to like start a beta and then end a beta and then start another beta. <laughs> that like with it, it makes sense if you're doing like an evolve alpha where there's a month or two in between where clearly they're making changes. But like right. five days over Christmas, like you're not making changes on Christmas Day. Totally. No one's in the office. I fucking hope not. I really hope that like I know, actually, all the, all the issues with uh, with with Master Chief Collection. I that's really the Master hope Chief they let those collection. guys. Yeah, that's doing it. I hope they let them go home for Christmas. That's all I want. Um, but yeah, uh, super strange. And I, I always wonder when stuff like this happens. Like, how do these decisions get made? Like, who who chose this and why? Because I, I there's no way that there's not a reason. I'm sure they have a reason. But to from the outside looking in, it's hard not to be like, okay, everyone just finished finals who's in school. Yeah. Everyone's home for the holidays. What conceivable reason would you have to not want to maximize that content? Uh, unless want. it's a situation where they're terrified that the beta is going to be broken the way 
uh, Master Chief collection was broken, and that first thing was just testing to make sure that it like works at all. Yeah, and there actually are some similar issues uh, with the Halo 5 beta. When you first launch it up and try to get into a game, you can load into a game pretty quick, and it will play perfectly fine, and then when that game's over, if anyone has left, it sort of sits at a lobby searching and searching and searching, and you can't back out once you're already in searching, which seems weird, like, once the game's over, you have to leave before the intermission's over, or else you're stuck for another game, and, uh... So it does that searching thing, and it can get down to where, like, seven people leave, and you don't leave. And in any other game, that that would see, okay, there's one person here, let's move them to a new lobby. Or even, there's four people in this lobby and four people and in this four lobby. Four in the other, right. Yeah, and it just sits there and searches until it kicks you out to the main menu about three minutes later. And you just have to wait. It, it doesn't find <laughs> anything. It just kicks you out eventually. Uh, so and so that's somewhat similar. Sounds like the network code was from the the people who were responsible for Master Chief Collection. Yeah, which, by the way, that game still is not fully fixed. Man, really? Okay, what, how, like, if you had to put its functionality on a scale from, like, 0 to 100, what would you, like, what percent working is Master Chief Collection? If you want to play by yourself, it's probably, you know, an 85 or 90. If you want to play with friends, it's still probably a 60. Yeah, ah, okay. There is a lot of people who have to close the game like, everyone playing the game has to close the game, go out to the main Xbox menu, oh relaunch the game, and then try to play together again. Uh, I've, it's just, it's extremely hard to actually get into matches with friends and stay in matches. That's, it's, like, borderline superstitious, having to close, like, to close a console game and boot it up again. It's funny, because, like, I've been, I've been complaining so much about PC gaming this week, but um, it sounds like, like... If I went back to console gaming, it's it's kind of just as broken right now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, and I it, I swear it's just these new consoles that are doing mm-hmm. that. I don't think I, like, so I have a Xbox One without Connect, uh, which I've talked about a little bit on this show, and to get it to record something, you have to quickly double tap the Xbox button, the logo, right. and it, like, pops up with the little cross thing where you can, like, snap apps and unsnap apps. So you double tap that, and then you press X. If you're accidentally moving that analog stick in a direction, it will randomly snap, like, bring up the snap thing, which takes, like, 40 seconds. And since you didn't do it by voice, it will wait until that is loaded to allow you to switch control back over to a game. So so I was playing Halo and did something really awesome, and so I double tap that and hit record that, and then it just froze for, like, 45 seconds while I was getting shot because it was still trying to load the snap menu. That's heartbreaking. And it's like, what sucks is that there's a, there's a finite window in which you can save that, the footage of what just happened. Because really you're recording the last, like it's record that it's like you're recording what just happened. So you have no choice but to do that unless you have a connect. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if that went in the wrong order where you accidentally hit over before you hit record that you're kind of screwed. Yeah. That's a bummer. And I also, like, I don't remember who pointed this out recently, but it's a it's a really good point. Um, there is still no way to take screenshots on the Xbox One. Okay, so I thought I was just missing something. No, it's, there it just doesn't exist. There's not a way to do that right now. Well, at least there's a select button that does absolutely nothing no matter where you use it. Right. Why, why can't that just become the share button? Like, yeah. And, and it, it's not like it's extremely taxing on the hardware you literally just take a screen from or you take one frame and save that frame to memory yeah i i have to imagine with all the like 
the fact that it's capturing video apparently constantly, like, and all the extra UI stuff that that's in there, and all the memory that was being used for Connect that is no longer necessarily being used for that. I there's got to be a way for them to make that happen, right? And they've, I I don't know. I I have to imagine like Microsoft isn't in a position to, uh, no matter what, how like be missing features that the PS4 has. I think I think they have to patch that in at some point, and I bet they will. I, yeah. I really think they're going to do it. Even just imagine how many times PS4 share, like hashtag PS4 share, has been used. Totally. And you've never been, like can't do that with Xbox One. Yeah, it's. Just, I mean, it's like if you're the type of person who likes talking about and discussing games, and you have that. That's just one more like tick in the column of why you would play something on PS4 rather than Xbox One. You know. Yeah. Given yeah. the choice. It's a little bit crazy. Uh, I I also put a little bit of time into Counter Strike Global Offensive. Oh. This uh, this weekend because it seemed like a really great idea when uh, I had a little bit to drink one night, and so <laughs> the perfect uh, time to play hardcore competitive shooters. Yeah, and it was at like three in the morning, and then I was just getting yelled at, and so then I stopped doing that, and I uh, waited like a day, and then started playing it again uh, in the middle of the day, you know, when I should be doing it, and uh, had a lot of fun with it. And it's actually something like I've sort of I flirt with that game a lot, where like I will play a couple rounds and be like, "This is awesome," and then not touch it for a month and a half, uh, <laughs> just because it does feel so, like you said, it's so extreme and like. I play Call of Duty and Halo with a controller, and Counter-Strike is very much a mouse game where you have to point at something in two seconds or you're dead, and you have to wait for, you know, 30 seconds or a minute before the round's over, Uh, and people are very, very uh, good at that game and get a little bit angry when you're not good at it. Yeah, that's easy to imagine. Um, Yeah, which, like, it's understandable, like, when you're playing Call of Duty and... Like, so, so what happened with me, this is a very good example, is that that game is basically just search and destroy, like plant the bomb, defuse the bomb, or kill right. all of the terrorists. Uh, and it was just me versus, like, three dudes, and I came back and just got into a 1v1 that was, like, probably 40 seconds, and it was super intense, and I'm over there here, like, sweating, and a guy comes around the corner and shoots me in the back, but, like... I got turned around and got at least one shot off, and just all the chat was like, nice aim, ha ha, dude sucks. And I'm like, but, like, you missed when I killed all these three dudes right before this. <laughs> uh, but it didn't matter, because that's sort of the community behind it. Yep, that's that sounds like, every time I've watched friends play CSGO, it's, that's kind of the tone of it. And I think a lot of people, the, the way that you learn to deal with that is you just become one of those Oh, dudes. yeah, yeah. Like, that's how you cope. Um... Yeah, it's a, just a just like a totally toxic environment. Although, like, there's something I don't know, man. the 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 anger that you see in from Counter Strike players seems like a little bit more lighthearted or funnier uh, than like the true anger you see in MOBAs. You know what I mean? It's a oh, different 100%. type of like because the the match times are shorter, and it's it's even if it's not casual, it's more of a casual time investment so yeah. people just like laugh at you whereas you just get actual anger from from MOBA players it's a different type of of, uh, of dickishness I feel like yeah I mean like those guys just laughed and then played the next round and we won and we moved on MOBA players will say you know whatever F y'all and say AFK and base and just sit there until the game's over like until they until we lose uh, and Jeez. they'll just like go make popcorn or something uh but I, I have actually been playing more League, uh, trying to uh, 
get to level 30 before New Year's. Mm. My old year's resolution, remember from a couple episodes back. Yes, yeah. We'll uh, we'll see if it happens, but... Uh, How close are you? I'm trying. Maybe at 27. All right. Uh, I... I've been playing a lot of this new mode called Poro King, which is where you throw these little, like, tiny little bear things with giant tongues at uh, other people, and then you summon a big giant bear king, little Poro King, and uh, my Poro's an astronaut. Hmm. I'm sure this makes no sense to anyone who doesn't understand what a Poro is or League of Legends, but it's a very cool mode. It's fun, and uh, so I've been playing that a lot lately, using that to sort of level up because those are short 10 15 20 minute games uh which is more my style yeah i i feel that for sure uh also he's an astronaut like he he isn't so you can buy little like little costumes so there's another one that's like a gentleman poro and he has a little top hat and a eyeglass and a mustache uh so there's a lot of them and that's kind of just for this event it's just like a fun little christmas winter thing uh it's pretty neat, and uh, I've been enjoying it. Uh, and it helps get me in the Christmas spirit. Huh. How? Well, I don't know. It's just jolly and snow everywhere, and there's no snow outside, so I definitely didn't realize it was Christmas Eve until someone tweeted that out. Yep, it sneaks up on you. Yeah. Uh, it like, I think there's a difference when you were like a little kid, and you know, you get out of school and have like a week of break before Christmas starts and at that point you're like well I don't have to go into school anymore and now that it's like well I still have to work and then you work up until the week before Christmas and then you're like oh no it's Christmas I need to go buy presents it's a, yeah it's ugh, I, don't, I feel like more than any other year it, it was especially sneaky this year yeah I don't know why it just it, I, it always creeps up on me but this time it was like my, my level of preparedness on December 22nd was usually like I was as prepared as I would have been on the 12th on any other December it was not not good yeah I think one of the main things that actually kept me uh sort of reminded that it was the holidays this was something we talked about a little bit before the show started was uh Cards Against Humanity's holiday bullshit thing which was uh 10 days of Kwanzaa or 10-ish days of Kwanzaa whatever they called it yeah uh which is where they you give them $15 and they send you something for 10 days, uh, which most of it's like, oh, here's some stickers, or like one of them was, uh, you know, s- some Cards Against Humanity packs. I think there was actually four little packs. Uh, yeah, I, and I started to notice the pattern from looking at my brothers, because my brother was getting all of them, and it was like, all right, these are clearly based on the past, yeah. these are based on the present, the next one will be based on the future. Yeah, and you got one at the beginning that was like, it was actually interesting. So if you did it last year, last year they got cards that were something like there was one black card related to a person and then there was a white card that was their name whoever yeah, did so it if, if, yeah so like yours would say alex rubens yes and then this year if you had done it last year it said alex rubens butt which is pretty funny uh and then if you didn't it just said alex rubens uh which means since i didn't do it last year um uh, butt's always going to be one year behind of everyone else but i think it's a cool thing to be sending out cards uh, and then they went and completely topped themselves with the last uh, day where they yeah, bought... Spoiler warning. Oh, yeah, spoiler spoilers. warning for if... people who are getting the 10, 10 days or whatever of Kwanzaa. Yeah, if you're really far behind, uh, if you're post postman, it's not like you. Uh, they bought an island off the coast of Maine <laughs> and named it Hawaii 2, as in the sequel to Hawaii. 
That's so awesome. And then doled out one by one, like one square foot pieces of ownership to everyone who signed up for And what's cool is that if you go to Google Maps right now and just type in Hawaii 2, it'll take you there. And yeah. It's a, it's a decently big, like, it's six, piece of... It's a, six square acres, I think. Yeah. It's yeah. an island off of, uh, like, Rhode Island, right? Maine, yeah. Yeah, and it's... You can see it from a map. Like, it's... You will always know that that, that island is partially yours. I wonder if people will go there, if they'll, like, organize some sort of people, island con... So on the Reddit already, um, because so actually what the, I didn't mean the Reddit, I meant as in the Reddit thread and then my brain, <laughs> I got <laughs> sidetracked. Don't think I'm one of the people who was like on the internet. Um, uh, people on the Cards Against Humanity Reddit uh, subreddit, uh, people are documenting their journey there where they like drove up and they bought a boat or rented a boat and have been trying to get to the island, but it's surrounded in ice. So they were like straight paddling up and then hacking the front with like a hatchet to try and break the ice to get through. <laughs> and there's been yep. two failed attempts so far. Um, because I don't know if you know this, but, uh, wait, failed attempts. Did they die? <laughs> no, they, they had to turn around. Okay. Uh, if only though. Uh, but there's a safe on the Island. Uh, Whoa, what? Yeah. So included with the, uh, with your proof of ownership and your little flag, that they sent in the envelope, there's a map. And it's like styled like a treasure map. And on one part of it, there is a safe. And so one thing that they do every year that they started this last year is they hide little clues in each day. And there's like an overarching puzzle uh, that goes throughout it all. So people think that inside that safe might be some, you know, piece of the puzzle. Yeah, it's probably, like, it's not the the answer to it, but it like it's, it's not like the final thing is in there, but... A part, like, a clue must be, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, they give, like... I'm pretty sure they gave the dude who won last year, like, a pretty significant prize. Uh, but it's kind of a cool thing, and I think people want to go and experience it. They also sent a photographer out there in, like, October, which I guess is, like, the peak of, you know, fall in Maine. And that is a beautiful, beautiful island, too. It's uh, awesome. It's pretty neat. Uh, but, yeah, I think that, that kind of got me in the holiday spirit just getting those you know daily or like once every four days when three envelopes would show up uh that's kind of how it was for us too yeah uh that you know kind of reminded me that it was approaching it's awesome yeah it's i those those people never cease to just do like really impressive strange stuff i really like that the uh the miracle berry gift this year yeah that's actually something i was holding and didn't talk about uh, it's it's a, so for people who don't know, Miracle yeah. Berry is like a bizarre berry that really people tend to consume in like a powder form. And what it is is you let it coat your tongue, and it it blocks certain receptors in the tongue. So basically, um, like sour things will taste sweet and something like that, right? So like you yeah. eat a lemon and it won't taste sour; it'll just taste like lemonade stuff like that. So it says. Uh, you won't experience the sour and bitter taste. You only taste the sweetness. So you eat things like bitter chocolate or lime, lemon, grapefruit, sour patch kids, stinky cheese is one of the things on here. Uh, and then you only taste the sweet flavors rather than the, you know, normally super potent or, you know, very present sour flavors, uh, right. which completely alters the taste of a lemon or a lime. That's so cool. And it's also the type of thing, too, where, like, I remember looking into buying Miracle Berry like years and years and years ago there was somebody on the something awful message boards who was selling it but generally you'd have to buy it in like pretty big dosages like you'd want to get 
40 or 50 bucks worth and just invite invite a bunch of friends over and have a miracle berry party uh, uh this is one of the many like cool things where cards against humanity was like okay if we divide this up among twenty thousand people or two hundred thousand people or whatever all of a sudden we can just give three berries to everyone and they can do it themselves without having to go through the whole organizational thing or yeah or, you know buy an island stuff like that <laughs> yeah yeah it was uh it was very interesting i'm kind of excited to see what kaiser soze rabbit hole the puzzle went through uh and hope that they do it again next year which i assume they pretty much have to at this point just keep doing it like they yeah. kind of cornered themselves into doing something awesome two years in a row which means that now it has to happen for eternity it's just amazing how like and i think they think of this as their job but the way that they managed to keep upping the ante like at pax i remember at pax one year they uh I don't remember what the the year before last was, but this most recent one, they actually took suggestions for cards, like they always do, from the audience. But what they did was they had like a Google Doc on their computer. They were writing down all the best ideas. And then at the end of it, they Skyped the the woman who's in charge of their manufacturing, who was at the factory, who brought the camera like over... I think it was FaceTime, like brought the camera over to the thing and showed that they were printing up the cards in real time as people were suggesting them that's awesome and, and then everyone got like a coupon or just like a, a voucher basically where they could come back the next day and get a pack of the cards that they suggested that's so um, cool and it's like amazing but then what do they do next year like they keep they keep escalating and i you can tell that they consider that like they take that responsibility very seriously um it's very cool i love i love watching them do goofy shit like that's yeah. They're doing the stuff with success and money that you kind of wish everyone did, where they're just like, "Let's, how dumb can we make this?" Yeah, I love that. That's a very, yeah, making me feel all good in the holiday <laughs> times. Yeah, it's pretty sweet, um, and I'm like I said, excited to see what they do next year with it. Mm-hmm. Nick, should we celebrate Christmas with each other right now? Yeah, what does that mean? Um, well, I don't know, but this is pretty much the end of our Christmas episode. I think uh, so. And I just wanted to, you know, wrap the theme around that this is a Christmas special. There's Christmas yes. music playing right here, right now. Oh, good. Don't you hear it? I can, yeah, I can faintly, faintly hear that Christmas music. I mean, so it's there. It's louder and like louder. Some negative 8, negative 12 decibel Christmas music. Uh, I don't think that's how sound works. Um, <laughs> that's just how Premiere works. Uh, you should follow us both on Twitter. I'm yes. at Alex Rubens. I'm at Babylonian. Uh, and he's on YouTube with that same name, so you can subscribe to him there. Uh, and you can also listen to us again, like you are right now, every Wednesday live at uh, dashradio.com slash multiplayer or in like the iPhone or Android apps, which are really good. Uh, and then also you can find us both on iTunes and SoundCloud, uh, which is neat to give you two ways to subscribe. If you listen to us on iTunes, you should uh, review us because, you know, we need the validation. And it's pretty cool. We actually got our first review. We sure did. I screenshotted it and sent it to Nick, and we both had a little text message celebration, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, And you could tell that they actually listened because they referenced an inside joke. They sure did. Which is cool. That's always good to see. We have inside jokes. I know. Doesn't that make you feel great? Yeah, it's pretty neat. Uh, so we thank you very much uh, if you're listening to this live tweet at me and Nick and I'll gift you a Steam game whoa I did it 
Look at that. Gauntlet Throne. Merry Christmas Eve. Yep. So hopefully one of you is listening live and gets a free Steam game. Uh, yeah. And if not, listen live or uh, still just tweet us things because we love you forever. Yes. Um, ho, ho, ho. Yep. <laughs> Big old question mark on the end, just like Santa always does. Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas. to all, a good night. Happy Hanukkah. Yep. Have a good time with your family doing Christmas stuff. Yep. Bye.